the service of Matins for the second Sunday after Trinity, June 21, 2020. The first hymn is LSB 655, Lord, Keep Us Steadfast in Your Word. Lord, keep us steadfast in your word. Curb those who by deceit or sword would wrest the kingdom from your Son and bring to naught all he has done. Lord Jesus Christ, your power make known, for you are Lord of lords alone. Defend your holy church that we may sing your praise eternally. Comforter of priceless worth, send peace and unity on earth. Support us in our final strife, and lead us out of death to life. The service of Matins, page 219. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. Praise to you, O Christ. Alleluia. The Lord has gathered us in the true faith. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. The deep places of the earth are in his hand. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hand formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. 
for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his end. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Lord has gathered us in the true faith. O come, let us worship him. Our psalm is the introit appointed for this day, which are verses from Psalm 18. The Lord was my support in the day of my calamity. He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. For you save a humble people, but the haughty eyes you bring down. This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. For this I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations, and sing to your name. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Lord was my support in the day of my calamity. He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Office hymn is from TLH 411, From Eternity, O God. From eternity, O God, in thy Son thou didst elect me. Therefore, Father, on life's road, graciously to heaven direct me. Send to me thy Holy Spirit, that his gifts I may inherit. Though alive I'm dead in sin, 
Lost to all good things by nature. Holy Ghost, change me within. Make of me a newborn creature. For the flesh works ruination and can never gain salvation. Drive away the gloomy night of my heart's perverse reflection. Quench all thoughts that are not right. Hold my reason in subjection. Grant that I from thee with yearning wisdom always may be learning. Oh, create a heart in me that in thee my God believeth, and o'er all the iniquity of my sins most truly grieveth. When dark hours of woe betide me in the wounds of Jesus hide me. As a branch upon a vine, in my blessed Lord implant me, ever of my head divine, to remain a member grant me. Oh, let him, my Lord and Savior, be my life and love forever. Faith and hope and charity, graciously, O Father, give me. Be my guardian constantly, that the devil may not grieve me. Grant me humbleness and gladness, peace and patience in my sadness. Help me speak what's right and good, and keep silence on occasion. Help me pray, Lord, as I should, Help me bear my tribulation. Help me die and let my spirit everlasting life inherit. Amen. A reading from Proverbs, the ninth chapter. Wisdom builds her house. She carves out her seven pillars. She slaughters her slaughter. She mixes her wine. Also, she arranges her table. She sends out her servant girls. She calls upon the highest heights of the city. Whoever is naive, turn in here. To the one in want of heart, she says to him, Come, bread of my bread, 
and drink of the wine I mix. Let go of naivete and live. Go straight in the way of understanding. He who disciplines a mocker takes to him ignominy, as he adjudges to the wicked is injured. Do not adjudge a mocker, lest he hate you. Adjudge to the wise, and he will love you. Give to the wise, and the wise is still more. Teach to the righteous, and add learning. Beginning of wisdom is fear of Yahweh, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. A reading from 1 John, the third chapter. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. A reading from Luke, the 14th chapter. When one of those who reclined at table with Jesus heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. But he said to him, a man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And at the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, Go out quickly to the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in the poor and crippled and blind and lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you commanded has been done, and still there is room. And the master said to the servant, Go out to the highways and hedges, and compel people to come in, that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. The Common Responsory on page 221. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text this morning is the Old Testament lesson from Proverbs chapter 9, especially these words. Whoever is naive, turn in here. To the one in want of heart, she says, Come, bread of my bread and drink of the wine I mix.
let go of naive and live, and go straight in the way of understanding. As we celebrate Father's Day, we are reminded that fathers are called to be purveyors of wisdom. This comes from our Father who art in heaven, and the words before us today are words of wisdom. And how are we to hear them? Who among us would readily admit to being naive? As wisdom builds her house and carves out her seven pillars, is it important to know that wisdom in the book of Proverbs is Jesus? The building language is the same used in the temple and the altar. The pillar word is the same used in the architectural descriptions of the temple, as well as the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. Wisdom tells us that the slaughtered has been slaughtered and the wine has been mixed. It is through the servants that the naive are invited to the feast to bread of wisdom's bread and drink of the mixed wine. Now, it is also important to know that the city in which Jesus was born, Bethlehem, means the house of bread. Okay? So what? Wisdom is not simply knowledge. There are some texts that lend themselves to easier sermons, such as the narrative texts like Abram's promise last week. Some sermons are not so easy to preach and even less easy to hear. Proverbs is a great book, and for sermons, it lends itself to make some easy lectures on theology. But a lecture is not a sermon. The text this morning can easily become a lecture on morality, longing to go down roads that center on you and your standards of integrity. With the current issues surrounding race, ethics, and decency, this is a great temptation. However, that's not a sermon. The other temptation would be to ignore the words and just speak in general terms. I could make this whole sermon about Father's Day and tell nice, happy stories and gloss over anything of real value in the text. But that, too, is not a sermon. And happy stories, well, you know, they're not my thing. So let's look at the words. The text seems to break itself into two pieces. Understanding the practice of wisdom by likening it with human characteristics— and a second, warnings about teaching mockers. We only read part of Proverbs 9, and I urge you to take some time this week and read all of chapter 9. It's short and sets two invitations before us. There is God and not God, the way of life and the way of death, the way of wisdom and the way of folly. This is where a sermon can go down the rabbit hole of morality. Many a false teacher have turned this into a moral discourse on laying out the two paths and then demanding that you choose one. The difficulty in preaching this text lies in the biblical reality that while the two invitations are always in front of us, we only have the ability on our own to choose one, the foolish way of death. It is the Holy Spirit's work in us that allows us to walk in the straight way down the path at the invitation of wisdom. To whom is the invitation extended? The Hebrew word is the young, understood as naive, the gullible, the inexperienced. Most of us would like to believe that we are not naive, that we are not simple. We convince ourselves that we can hear folly's invitation, we can hear the temptation to sin, and we no longer listen to it. Or worse, we remain naive and say, well, God will forgive me anyway, so I'm free to sin as much as I want. I'm supposed to be a child, right? God will understand. While our faith is to be childlike, we are not to be childish. 
The Holy Spirit tells us, like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. The Word of God is pure, and it does cause growth. Therefore, the Holy Spirit also says, you need milk, not solid food, for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the Word of Righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity. What does this mean? Folly and sin are out of character for God's children. While, like Cain, sin crouches at your door, you also must rule over it. While you are a child of God, the sinful nature still remains the side of heaven, which means as you mature in the faith, the naivete of the sinful flesh remains. So how does one rule over sin? The only way to do that is by the one to whom all authority in heaven and earth has been given, wisdom himself, the word of God, Jesus. Wisdom builds her house, that is, Christians. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Wisdom carves out her seven pillars again, pillars used in the architectural design of the temple, the pillars of cloud and the pillar of fire. This speaks of Jesus. He is the cornerstone. And from him, all other stones of the church are set. And what does wisdom say? The beginning of wisdom is fear of Yahweh. Fear in the Old Testament is associated with worship. Thus, the proper fear of Yahweh is the proper worship of Yahweh, which is proper faith in Yahweh. Wisdom is built upon the slaughtered one who has been slaughtered to be feasted on, whose wine is mixed and upon whom we bread of his bread, of him who is true wisdom, we hear, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. This is not an easy thing to hear, even for mature people. When Jesus said these things, when he corrected mockers, he got himself abuse. Many who heard it said, this is a hard saying, who can listen to it? This caused many to turn away and stop listening to him. Many change his words and many simply stop listening and search for something easier. Instead of maturing in faith, they desire to shrink back to infancy, giving them the justification in their own minds to throw tantrums to get their way. When they don't get what they want, when they want, they yell and scream and pout and finger point, going down the way of death. These are hard sayings. Even for mature Christians, the task is difficult. To be Christian, to walk in the straight way of understanding, begins with knowledge of the Holy One. If God is not heard, if wisdom is not heard, if faith is not fed and strengthened with the true bread of life that came down from heaven, there can be no growth. If the body goes without food, it becomes weak and sick, leading to death. If the soul goes without food, it becomes weak and sick, leading to death. The only way to have knowledge of the Holy One is through His Word. Wisdom has set the table. 
offering food from the sacrifice, and the wise, those who fear God, hear the invitation and see the way of life. Here is food for forgiveness. Here is the sacrifice to eat. Here is the wine mixed with the blood of the sacrifice. Here is the servants of wisdom standing before you to proclaim. Leave the young naivete behind. Trust not in yourself and your inexperience. Trust in the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. Trust in his Son, the one whom has died and risen for you, and upon whom all authority has been given. Trust in the Holy Spirit, the one who calls, gathers, enlightens, sanctifies, and keeps by using God's own word and joins it to water, bread, and wine, so that you have peace and comfort. These are hard sayings to the sinful nature. No one likes to be corrected. Kids put up with it, but they don't really like it. Adults? (laughs) Well, we adults are even worse, aren't we? This is why the text speaks of mockers and wicked. When you adjudge the wicked, that is, when you declare to one who is evil what is true, injury takes place. The wicked get angry. They mock the truth. They take it as a great insult to them personally and will only listen to one voice, their own. They are the only ones that know anything about anything. But when the righteous are adjudged, when it is declared to them what is true, they hear it straight to their hearts. It seeks repentance, forgiveness. It does so because it hears the word, the wisdom that is higher than their own. The law of God corrects sinful man. It is the task of God's servants to cry out from the highest place, Turn in here. Stop your wickedness. See your ways of death. Turn and live. See the work of God for you. Trust in God. Lean upon your neighbors and walk in the way of life. Correction and change is never fun. Being told that you are sinful, that perfectly natural passions and reactions to things are sin and death is both frightening and irritating. The mocker and the wicked man just take offense and try to make it stop by creating as much havoc and pain in the lives of those they see as responsible for their pain as they can. The scoffer attacks what he sees as restrictions on his or her freedom. The wicked man follows his father the devil and simply attacks anything holy because having holiness nearby makes the wicked conscious of the evil nature of their wickedness. They don't want to be seen as wicked or treated as the wicked people that they are, so they strike, they attack, they seek to humiliate, enrage, and destroy. To turn away anyone they see as correcting them or reproving them or to bring them down to their own level. In a weird and worldly twist, mockers are those who claim to know better. They are the free thinkers. They can see that old-fashioned religion and doctrines of the past are out of date, too conservative and no longer relevant, so they mock God. They mock his word, they mock truth, and they mock faith. The phrase today is woke. They are woke now, so they know a better, brighter, more modern, and more acceptable way. The wicked are those who do not believe and do not care to be guided by truth. They want to do what they want to do, and no one had better get in their way. If you correct or reprove them, you will find insults, scorn, derision, and hatred. The wise man is righteous. Wisdom is Christ, and the wise are in Jesus. With Christ as the head, the wise man through God's holy word hears God himself. Thus in maturity he takes correction to heart, is instructed by the discipline of God, and delights in learning, because what he is learning is truth. Through God's word, the infant who has the pure spiritual milk of the word grows to eat solid food. 
the wise whose hope is in the Lord, whose greatest treasure is forgiveness, life, and salvation, is the group that each of us would like to claim our place. I would guess that not one of us feels all the time that forgiveness is our greatest treasure. We probably feel that way some of the time, and we know that it is true, but we don't feel it all of the time. That is where reproof and correction come in. That is why the text says, Give to the wise, and the wise is still more. Teach to the righteous and add learning. The Christian knows of the now, not yet. While we have forgiveness and peace and joy and eternal life and salvation, it is not fully realized yet. It is a present reality, and yet there is better to come. The more we know about God, the more we can believe. The more we are in his word, around his table, surrounded by the faithful, hearing proper correction, we grow out of falling like toddlers and dragging our feet, learning to walk, and we mature to walking in straight ways, and not just walking, but running. Through the Holy Spirit, we run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Wisdom speaks through St. Paul. Do you not know that in a race, all runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others I myself should be disqualified. This speaks of correction. Correction is necessary. It is good. Correction straightens us out and helps us stand firm and faithful. So we receive it gladly, even when it's painful and irritating. The wise know that the problem is sin, not the correction, and not the one who is reproving them. What that means is that the better we know God and understand His will and His ways, the more sense we can make of life. We can find and enjoy a sense of peace in this life when we see the world and our lives from the perspective of the truth, God's truth. Life makes more sense when we trust God. It isn't as terrifying, and it isn't as frustrating. When you are frustrated or angry or sad or lonely or confused or whatever, seek His gifts. Cast your cares on the Lord and He will sustain you. He has placed servants of his word in your midst for this very purpose. Their task is to hear your confession, pronounce God's forgiveness, correct and exhort when necessary, and feed you with the bread of life. They are to remind you of God's abiding presence in all situations. The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. When you are reminded of this knowledge, your flesh can dwell secure. You know that God is providing and protecting. He is defending you against all danger and guarding and protecting you from all evil. All this he does only out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in you. So make the sign of the cross. Remember your baptism. Remember the promises given there. The fears of the flesh are there silenced. Wisdom declares continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Why? Because Jesus has died for you. 
He has risen to show God's acceptance of the sacrifice on your behalf. His Holy Spirit is given to you and brings all things to your remembrance that God has said. He gives you the confidence in every situation as you walk by faith. You are baptized for these moments. He knows what faces you today, tonight, tomorrow, and he has given you what you need to walk through them, not in the ways of death, but in the ways of life. Sin and death are stripped of their powers, and the cross reminds us of that very fact. See how wise you are? Yes, I know it doesn't take away all of the abuse you will receive from the mockers of the world, the devil, or even your own sinful flesh. It won't take all the hurt and the bad feelings away. What it does is strengthen you to walk through those times. When you feel down and angry and wanting in heart, seek the Lord. Remember your baptism. Seek his servants and demand them to speak God's word and give his gifts. As wisdom builds the house, we pray. O create a heart in me, that in thee my God believeth, and o'er the iniquity of my sins most truly grieveth. When dark hours of woe betide me, in the wounds of Jesus hide me. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We continue with the Tadeum, LSB, page 223. We praise you, O God, we acknowledge you to be the Lord. All the earth now worships you, the Father everlasting. To you all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To you cherubim and seraphim continually do cry. Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of your glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise you. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise you. The noble army of martyrs praise you. The Holy Church throughout all the world does acknowledge you. The Father of an infinite majesty, your adorable true and only Son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. You are the King of glory, O Christ. You are the everlasting Son of the Father. When you took upon yourself to deliver man, you humbled yourself to be born of a virgin. When you had overcome the sharpness of death, you opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You sit at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that you will come to be our judge. We therefore 
therefore pray you to help your servants, whom you have redeemed with your precious blood. Make them to be numbered with your saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save your people and bless your heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify you, and we worship your name forever and ever. Grant, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let your mercy be upon us, as our trust is in you. O Lord, in you have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, hear my prayer, and let my cry come to you. O Lord, since you never fail to help and govern those whom you nurture in your steadfast fear and love, work in us a perpetual fear and love of your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus, and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, by your grace, we who once were young and naive have been called by your Son, Wisdom, to feast on his sacrifice through bread and wine, and hearing you through the voice of your servants. Remove from us all pride and vanity. Give to us humble hearts that recognize that you have graciously made us members of your household without any merit or worthiness in us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Father, continue to raise up faithful servants among us, that the invitation to your great banquet would be delivered in all places, and your banquet hall would be filled with sinners redeemed by Christ the crucified. We thank you for and ask your abiding presence with all who preach your word, speak your wisdom, and administer your sacraments, especially Matthew, our synod president, Brian, our district president, and Sam, our circuit visitor. We thank you for the many blessings which you have showered upon Pastor Clingy, his wife Debbie, and the saints of St. John State Center, especially for the gospel and the holy sacraments, and for your continued presence with your people. We rejoice in your goodness and in the promise that you will never leave us or forsake us. 
grant that no one may be left without the preaching of the gospel and administration of the sacraments. Bless your church throughout the world, so that she may give faithful witness to the saving gospel of Jesus Christ, both in word and deed. Preserve and protect your people at all times. Bring them at last to the heavenly home, which you have prepared for all who serve you in faith and love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, look upon the poor, hungry, homeless, and unemployed with compassion, and tend to their needs. Remove from us any excess love of earthly treasures, that we would be moved to aid when able. Bless the charitable organizations and social agencies of our land, that relief would be found in them for those who need it, especially those affected by the pandemic and the response to it. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Father, bestow your blessing on the vocation of fatherhood, that fathers would love and provide for their children, and that children would respect and honor their fathers. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Compassionate Father, have mercy on all who are suffering and desire your aid at the present time, the shut-in, the lonely, the depressed and anxious, the despairing, those in treatment and recovering, and all afflicted in mind, body, or spirit, especially Carmen, Susan, Ken, Marvin, Zoe, and those we name in our hearts. According to your gracious will, heal their infirmities and give them strength to bear all their crosses in Christian patience. Give continued wisdom to those who lead and those who serve, especially those in harm's way. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, you have promised to send your holy angels to guard and keep your children. We thank and praise you for the gift of life and for the protection and care you have provided as Kaylee celebrates her birthday. Grant that she may grow in grace, continue to know your loving kindness, abide in the confession of your care and protection, serve you faithfully all the days of her life, and finally come to the fullness of your joys in heaven. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we give thanks for the joy and blessings that you have granted Dustin and Amanda during the years of their marriage. Assist them always by your grace, that with true fidelity and steadfast love, they may ever honor and keep their marriage vows, grow in love towards you and for each other, and come at last to the eternal joys that you have promised. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by your governance may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Our final hymn is LSB 523, A Word of God Incarnate.
from on high. O truth unchanged, unchanging, O light of our dark sky, we praise you for the radiance that from the hallowed page a lantern to our footsteps shines on from age to age. A church from your dear Master receive the gift divine, and still that light is lifted for all the earth to shine. It is the chart and compass that all life's voyage through mid mists and rocks and quicksand still guides all Christ to you. Oh, make your church, dear Savior, a lamp of burnished gold to bear before the nations your true light as of old. Oh, teach your wandering pilgrims by this their path to trace till clouds and darkness ended they see you face to face.